0: Stickered Up, the official podcast of the Cars Tour is on the air. Presented by Perrier Tank Lines. The Cars Tour, the premier late model stock series. Short track racing at its very best. Stickered Up will feature A-list guests, the hottest topics, race previews, recaps, the good, the bad, and the ugly. that it happens on the Cars Tour, Stickered Up is chewing, chewing on, on it. On. Here's your host, Stephen Dunn.
1: And happy race week, everyone. Stick it up. The official podcast of the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour is on the air, and it is the final race week of 2023. We will head to the foothills of Sophia, North Carolina, Caraway Speedway, the home of the 21st annual John Blewett Memorial North-South Shootout. In the memory of Charles Kepley, uh, the late model stock cars and the pro late models will be in action along with the tour modifies and the 602 modifies. But before we jump in to preview in this weekend's festivities, we have to go back uh, a couple of weeks to recap our cars tours trip to Tri-County Speedway, the Blue Ridge 250. The pro late models took to the racetrack first. And it was a uh, an interesting uh, Pro Late Model race. We go to our friends at Flow Racing for the recap.
2: Into the KRC Power Steering start zone they come, and the Pro Late Model portion of the Blue Ridge 250 from Tri-County is underway, with Nick Loden getting the jump on the high side. Brick Cruz trying to follow suit behind him.
3: You can see exactly why that top lane gonna be favored here on many of these restarts. Pretty much the same thing that we saw at South Boston a week ago. It's that 25 car Bochelle gonna be stuck on the bottom for now and he's not going to be able to get up before Katie Hettinger again trying to make up every single point that she can on her championship competitor and Kaden
2: Quapel is going to try to make her way up into third. Hettinger inside maybe with an opportunity to slide up in front of Brent Cruz but she keeps the fender inside for the lead in three. Hettinger who has been the model of consistency in 2023 now out in front of this field while Ashton Higgins tries to make the bottom work for himself as well in car number nine. Both drivers very Respectful about it. Almost not enough room there for loading to exit. And look who's lurking. Caden Quapple right there. Wow. Just enters the picture in fourth and sees these two rubbing side to side in that battle for second place. This is allowing Headinger to break free. Contact there, off the corner they come. Cruz may get the spot. They're not done bouncing off each other in three.
3: They're racing hard in front of them. If you're Caden Quapple, you gotta think big picture. There's probably a competition
2: caution. Coming up oh. here, you really gotta manage this. Oh. This is right in front of your championship leader. Loden almost up to the fuel cell of Brent Cruz on the home stretch, and now here comes oh. Quapo on the bottom side of the 43 for third. And Quapo had to check
3: up there to not get in the back of Loden. Again, you have to be smart here. You have to think points.
2: You're down four. But you want to make up those spots, you just don't want to lose it all right here. Championship drivers in the top three, Katie Hedinger and Brent Cruz, who only cares about winning, bring us back into the KRC Power Steering restart zone. Quapple trying to make a third lane on the bottom as they come off turn two. 20 laps to settle it at Tri-County. We're back underway into the KRC Power Steering restart zone. Quapple with an edge and sliding up the racetrack as they almost come together. They do come together off two.
3: Touch and a nudge for the lead and for the championship here at Tri-County. You have to wonder if perhaps Katie Hettinger has a little bit of a tire rub there after the contact that they made. Quapple though, able to drive it in on the bottom. Hettinger still with just a nose
2: up top. They nearly touch once again off of turn number two. Quapple tried to throw a shoulder and Hettinger wouldn't let it happen. Behind them, side by side for third. Hettinger back alongside Quapple for the race lead in one.
3: Just trying to get rolling and stay to the outside of that 96. Oh, oh, oh no! They hit! Hedinger spins out and the rest of the field is going to
2: pile in. Heavy carnage as they wad him up. Ashton Higgins, Britt Cruz, Nick Loden involved. 18 laps to go into the KRC power steering restart zone. They come and Bochel is on the button and gone. Higgins tries to rip ride as we got a crash. Hedinger and Quapple crash into turn number one.
3: They keyed up to the Kaden Quapel crew. Just be aware; don't let her end our night. And I mean, I, wow. I, I think there's nothing to be said there. I mean, that's pretty—that's pretty cut and dry
2: there on that restart. 18 laps to go Gavin Bochelle and Ashton Higgins lead us back down to the restart Chris Reif is ready to go and that's 27 He ducked down to the bottom already and what happens here with two to go trying to run the outside for
3: that 25 has a lot of speed right now. They'll come around this time to see the white
2: flag What is Gavin Bochelle willing to do? He gets down to the bottom of the racetrack Ashton Higgins to the white flag Boshell drives it in on the bottom of the racetrack in one and two, but Higgins holds the spot, contact off the corner. Higgins saves the race car, Boshell sends it in deep on the bottom, into the side of Higgins, he crashes. Gavin Boshell through for the win. And what is going to be a championship extending race victory, his third win of the season.
1: And after the dust settled, it was Caden Quapel who was in victory lane. He was followed by Chase Berta. Brandon Setzer, our guest a couple of weeks ago, was able to finish third. Logan Jones was fourth. Brett Cruz was fifth. Again, this was a a very, very uh, interesting race. 18 cars took the green flag. Katie Hedinger, who was was on a rail there uh, midway through, her and Caden Quappel got together, they both wrecked, took out some really good race cars there on the back straightaway, including pole sitter Nick Loden, uh, and then extracurricular activity happened where Hedinger came back out, tried to intentionally uh, wreck Hayden Quapple on a restart, and then obviously there at the end, uh, Ashton Higgins, who had victory in sights coming to the, uh, coming out of turn four with the checkered flag in the air, and him and Gavin Bolshai got together, uh, some extracurricular activity, some fines, some some suspensions. It was really, it was really a mess of a pro late model race, and and essentially Caden Quapple will win the championship this weekend by basically starting this weekend with Katie Hedinger serving a one race suspension. So, uh, very, uh, very interesting pro late model race. Once the dust settled, the the main event, 125 laps of the late model stock cars, will return to our friends at Flow Racing for the recap.
3: Pace car will dive to the safety of the pits through the KRC Power Steering start zone. The Blue Ridge 125 from Tri-County and the penultimate race for the Cars Tour is underway. Early jump on the outside from Butterbean. He's able to clear Sawalich for second. Hall nearly brushed the wall off of turn number two, but it looks like it's gonna be good enough for him to get up into third as he gets way high with some cars looking to go two or three wide. I believe that was Huffman that ducked his nose back down to the bottom. Van Nassi trying to make his way one spot further up the road, but Kate Brown, again, somebody who has raced a lot at Hickory he's the track champion for 2023 at that racetrack and has made many trips up here to Tri-County, won a race earlier this year in late model stock car competition here at this racetrack. Knows how to get around it and find where his car works best for sure. As we work through the KRC Power Steering restart zone, back underway to settle it all here at Tri-County,
2: contact
3: amongst your front two, here comes Kate Brown up the inside, three wide as they work off the corner, so Wallach in a sandwich right now.
2: And Connor Hall is trying to take advantage up top, so Wallach slides up to protect the spot, Hall checks him up on the front stretch, and a big pile up on the main straightaway, several cars involved. Nassi trying to hold on to a top five spot over Bobby McCarty, who edges him out at the line for fifth that time. Nassi working the top side, McCarty on the bottom, and Cade Brown waiting in the wings. See what happens with these drivers in this fight.
3: Again, Cade Brown just uh, so impressed with the fact that he was able to keep his race car together. Got a lot of contact, a little bit like what he just gave uh, to Bobby McCarty. Was able to keep it together, and again, props to the rest of this field as well, who uh, reacted and do measure to keep this race rolling
2: as is right now. 13 laps to go. Out halfway to the inside door of Steven Nassie as these two veteran drivers who have accomplished so much in their racing career, with so much still to come. Now battling it out here in the late model stock cars for the final seat at the table to check off a top five finish here tonight at Tri-County. McCarty tries to dig deep on the inside off four. Well, you can remember the 23
3: was just behind this battle, and he is significantly slower. These last couple of lapses, he's going to fall back into the clutches of Millington and the rest of the field. So Cade Brown, big issue. He's lost nearly three or four tenths. The last couple of laps, Brendan Butterbean Queen looking to go to victory lane once again after his triumph at New River All-American Speedway in dominant fashion. And off of turn four for the final time, redemption for Butterbean. He wins the Blue Ridge 125 at Tri-County.
1: And Brendan Queen, the winner of the 125 lap feature of the Blue Ridge 250, again, led all 125 laps, a dominating performance by the Lee Pullian performance driver. Uh, As he mentioned, redemption for uh, what he felt like was one that slipped through the cracks in the 30,000-to-win race about a month and a half ago. Mason Diaz with a strong run. He finished second. Landon Huffman, the winner at Tri-County earlier in the year, he finished third. Deke McCaskill was fourth. Steven Nassie was fifth. Bobby McCarty, sixth. Ron Millington, seventh. Chad McCombie, eighth. Jacob Hefner, ninth. Carson Quapel rounded out the uh, top 10. Again 28 cars took the green flag. Taking a quick look at the point standings heading into the final weekend this weekend at Caraway, Carson Quapel, uh, it's not he's not mathematically going to be the champion but it's going to take a whole lot of things to happen against Carson Quapel and for Brendan Queen in order for this race to tighten up uh, to be competitive. A 19 point cushion headed into Caraway this weekend. Mason Diaz in third. He's 90 Five points out. Brandon Willard has the caution flag out on this first segment of Stickered Up. We'll take this opportunity. Come down Pit Road, Sticker Up, when we return. We'll preview this weekend's action at Caraway Speedway. You're listening to the Stickered Up Podcast.
4: Stickered Up, official podcast of the Cars Tour.
0: tank lines a trucking company run by drivers for drivers for over three generations per year has been leading in driver happiness client satisfaction and safety they love trucking family and racing as a per year driver you'll earn up to 100 000 per year plus exceptional benefits including exclusive access to per year racing events enjoy flexible scheduling career path opportunities zero split seating and much more visit driveperyear.com to learn more
4: We're all familiar with the term batteries not included. Well, that does not apply to Volt Battery, distributed by Meredith Battery. They're all about batteries. Meredith Battery has Volt Batteries for all applications, including auto, marine, commercial, golf cars, power sport, and motorsport. Meredith Battery of Anderson, South Carolina. Their Volt Battery customers are frequent visitors to Victory Lane at your local short tracks in the southeast each and every week. For more information and to buy your next Volt Battery, contact the team at 864 226 99 864-226-9091. 864 And on Facebook and Instagram. Volt Battery, distributed by Meredith Battery. The official battery of the Cars Tour. And the Stickered Up Podcast.
0: GXS Raps is your one stop for all your vehicle and motorsports graphics needs. Since 2018, GXS Raps has offered turnkey solutions, including design, printing, and installation of premium final graphics for fleet vehicles, personal vehicles, and race cars. 100% of our services offered are completed at our 4,800 square foot facility located in Apex, North Carolina. Check us out on the web, gxsraps.com, or give us a call 919 213 0371 to get started on your next wrap. Gxs Raps, the official graphics partner of the Cars Tour and the Stickered Up Podcast.
1: Hey, this is Brennan Willard waving the flags for the Cars Tour. You're listening to Stickered Up Podcast. Green flag back in the air. This edition of the Stickered Up Podcast, the official podcast of the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour, as mentioned in segment one. Final race weekend of 2023, and we head to Caraway Speedway this weekend for the running of the 21st annual John Blewett the 3rd Memorial North-South Shootout in memory of Charles Kepley. Uh, Action will actually start today, Thursday, November the 2nd, uh, with Cars Tour registration starting at 7 o'clock. Late model stock cars will hit the track for practice. They will alternate practices with the pro late models. They will go from basically high noon until right a little after 6 o'clock at 6.10. Pits will close at 7. And then Friday, uh, Action will begin again at the racetrack again. Cars Tour uh, will hit the racetrack At 10 a.m. for practice, they will alternate with the uh, pro late models and late model stock cars. Again, final late model stock car practice will be at 2.15. Uh, They'll go till 2.35. And then pro late models, 2.55 to 3.15. Uh, and then the grandstands will open at 4:30, and then qualifying for the uh, for the event on Saturday will take place on Friday, starting at 5 o'clock. Late model stock cars, the pro late models, the tour modifieds, and the 602 modifieds—all four divisions that will be in action on Saturday will qualify on Saturday, uh, Friday afternoon. And then taking a quick look at Saturday's activities again—it's it's a shorter, condensed day. Uh, garage is going to open at 7:30. Uh, grandstands will open at 10 a.m., and then you've got a meet and greet that goes from 11.45 to 12.05, pre-race ceremonies at 12.30, and the green flag for the North-South shootout. Brandon Willow will throw that in the air at 1 o'clock. Uh, the race line up, the pro late models will be first with 100 laps, then the uh, late model stock cars for 125 laps, the 602 modifies for 50, and rounding out the event with the Tour Modifieds for 125 laps. Taking a quick look at the entry list for this weekend's activities at Caraway, we've got 14 Pro Late Models pre-registered for this weekend's festivities. They include Jessica Coulter, George Phillips back in action, in the number six for uh, Sets or Development, Corey Casagrand, Rusty Skews, Austin McDonald, Aiden King, Jimmy Renfro Jr., Joshua Horneman. Michael Litchfield, Caden Honeycutt will be doing double duty this weekend. He'll be in the number 51 this weekend on the pro side. Charlie Keevan, Logan Jones, Caden Quapple, and Ashton Higgins will actually be in a Highland Motorsports car this weekend. Uh, again, his car was destroyed at, um, at Tri-County, coming to the checkered flag when the uh, accident happened while he was leading the race. But he will be in a Highlands Motorsports car this weekend, taking a uh, jumping over to the late model stock car side. And we've got 27 Cars entered for this weekend's festivities. They include our most recent winner, Brendan Queen, Ronnie Bassett Jr., Landon Pimbleton, Andrew Grady, Brandon Pierce, Dylan Wilson, Kyle Dudley, Bobby McCarty, Dylan Wilson, Carson Quapple, Chase Burrow, Caden Honeycutt in the 10 this weekend for RNS race cars. That's a change. Jared Fryer, who's really good at Caraway, he's also in the field this weekend. Ron Millington, Logan Clark, Chad McCombie, Laney Bruce, Landon Huffman. Mason Diaz, Zach Miracle back in action this weekend. Heath Causey, who is a regular at Caraway's in action this weekend. Cameron Bolin, Coy Beard, who's also a regular at uh, Caraway. He's run the Cars Tour races at Caraway. He'll be in the number 75 this weekend. NASCAR national champion, Connor Hall, back behind the wheel of the number 77 for Chad Brunt Racing. And then Trevor Ward, he has done nothing but win big money races, the winner at Martinsville last month, and he won this past weekend at Ace Speedway in the Rodney Cook Classic. He'll be behind his familiar number 77, Mini Tyrell, and rounding out the 27 car, late model stock car field out of uh, Carol Speed Shop is Jacob Hefner. Brandon Willard has the caution flag out on this segment of Stickered Up. When we come back, we'll have my take on how the Cars Tour season has gone here in 2023. You're listening to the Stickered Up Podcast. Stickered Up,
4: official podcast to of the Cars Tour. For laser cutting and CNC bending, geo cut for media blasting and surface conditioning. Geocut, South Boston, Virginia. For powder coating, Geocut. On demand, laser cut parts. Just go to geocutfabrication.com. Upload your part drawing. Select the material and quantity and then see your instant quote immediately with the option to order right then in there. 434-2014824. Geocutfabrication.com. 611 Railroad Avenue, South Boston, Virginia. One part or one million parts. Geocut has you covered. Perrier Tank
0: Lines, a trucking company run by drivers for drivers. For over three generations, Perrier has been leading in driver happiness, client satisfaction, and safety. They love trucking, family, and racing. As a Perrier driver, you'll earn up to $100,000 per year plus exceptional benefits, including exclusive access to per year racing events. Enjoy flexible scheduling, career path opportunities, zero split seating, and much more. Visit
4: drivepuryear.com to learn more to race performance racing warehouse home of the PRW chassis they feel the thrill of victory and agony of defeat with every customer with a cutting edge track tested chassis they know what it takes to build a race winning machine the PRW chassis has a proven track record of wins and championships that speak for themselves when you're ready to take your performance to the next level come visit performance and let them get you in victory league online at performancecenter.com also, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok. And you can call Performance Racing Warehouse at 704 838
3: 1400. Hey, this is Brendan Butterbean, Queen, driver to number 03 Old School Video Games, LeithCars.com, Toyota, and you're listening to Stickered Up.
1: Green flag back in the air, the, this edition of the final Stickered Up podcast of 2023. And uh, it's been a been a really really interesting year on the cars tour side and um you guys don't hear uh, our producer morgan patrick uh very often but uh morgan is behind the glass here and um he basically makes us sound really good each and every weekend and or week and i wanted to bring him on and kind of chat with him and kind of recap this uh this 2023 season, man, and you got the opportunity to go to North Wilkesboro and mm-hmm. uh, experience that, and uh, just you know, let's let's just you know shoot shoot the breeze here for a sure. few minutes on, on on your thoughts on 2023.
5: Well, first and foremost, <clears throat> it's it's hard to believe we are wrapping up season three of Stickered Up, and I, I remember having the initial conversations about producing a podcast that would cover the Cars tour. Uh, and and having that initial pitch uh, to the cars tour and and basically say, look, you don't have to do a thing. Um, you know, we're gonna produce this. Uh, we want to cover it. Uh, we'd love your support. And they absolutely jumped on board. And it's just, it's kind of been a whirlwind. You've done a fantastic job, Stephen. You are a, a very passionate fan of this sport, uh, but you have turned into a, a a covering media member. But you're also mm-hmm. someone that can walk through the pit area uh, with, uh, you know, your companies that help with, uh, so many different things when it comes to the cars tour, especially the wraps on some of these race cars. So you get to know the race teams. Um, you can get, uh, the skinny, so to speak, uh, when a lot of people couldn't, uh, get that information or, or, walk, you know, that path, uh, in the garage, which you do. And I really think that the race teams appreciate the fact that you, um, you know, you walk the walk and you talk the talk, and, and you're very supportive of what they're doing. Now, that being said, to watch this podcast kind of uh, grow, change, and then we get to season three, and it is the ownership change.
1: Yeah.
5: Um, and it was just uh, very intriguing that you watch something. And, again, I've followed uh, motor racing, you know, pretty much my entire life. Really didn't get into it until after college, when one of my first, my first employers, my first general managers was a huge NASCAR guy and worked with PRN and MRN back when you could cross streams and they, they had turn announcers that would do both series and he traveled quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but he got me into NASCAR and I actually, you know, was it Myrtle Beach Speedway when junior started cutting his teeth, um, you know, obviously covered his dad a little bit. Um, but to watch what has happened with the Cars Tour and how it's grown and how it's really kind of caught the attention of some big, big names, and then we get to season three, and it's Junior and it's Harvick and it's Burton, I mean, you don't get much bigger than that. So it's it's been impressive to watch, but I, I think a lot of us are very concerned about how the series is going to go on from here.
1: Yeah, and I think uh, you know the the one thing that that concerns me is is I like the I like some of the things that the series has done. Um, you know, I think that um, obviously there there are always things that you can improve on, things yeah. that you can be better at. Um, I think that um, you know, starting at the beginning of the season when we when we all showed up at Southern National, and you know, there's more media, there's more. Eyes on the cars, towards right off the get go, yeah. um, and then when you've got the likes of Jeff Burton talking at the drivers' meeting, and um, people took notice, and um, we sent cars home um, the first two races, you know, at, at Southern National and at Hickory, and and that that's that's a testament to. I think it was a lot of it was the hype and the buildup. Um, a lot of that, um, to me, um, a lot of that kind of came to a. Not say a screeching halt, but it was all leading up to the big weekend at North Wilkesburg, which I think was race five or race six on the schedule. and what a showcase. Had a phenomenal weekend. you know, um, Brendan Queen and his Lee Poion performance guys, um, you know, I say they had the field covered, but I mean they they really did their homework and and really knocked that one out of the park. But then you look at you know Lane Riggs and his in his family car. You know that's the the only time that that Lane ran his family car all year in the Cars Tour. He was a contender. Um, just the fanfare mm-hmm. that we had. I mean, you you obviously got a chance to go to that uh, that week that race with us um, with just everything that that was wrapped around. They're going to do it again um, in twenty twenty four. That's one of the the schedule hasn't come out, but the, that's one of the things that they have indicated that the Cars Tour will be part of the NASCAR All Star Weekend. So I think that's a good thing. But I think my concern was is once we got to North Wilkesboro, some of the shininess kind of came off the, the cars tour a little bit, I think. And I think some of that had to do with the way that late models had to lock in to be in that feature and, and it kind of, you know, but look, on the flip side, we've got 27 cars scheduled for the season finale. You so know, nice. usually when you get towards the end of the year, people don't have opportunities at championships and they're they've run out of money or whatever that starts to dwindle down so i think it's really a a testament to the teams that committed that have committed to the cars toward that they're still doing that so i feel like this weekend will be great um but yeah i mean i think they're in the middle of the season um kind of got back to i would say traditional cars tour where you're you know, that, that 20 to 24 car field, instead of having 35 late models show up for 28 spots. Um, so, um, I think, you know, obviously the newness wore off and it kind of got back and, um, I I think the next, um, the domino that, that fell for me, um, as we go through the season is we get to Carraway in July, um, a Wednesday night race, um, which, you know, I thought it was a good. They had a great, ca- great crowd at Caraway for that race, but that's where the ownership group um, and I actually got a chance to talk with Kevin Harvick quite a bit um, on that Wednesday afternoon as he was on the property and um, his car that Lane Riggs was driving uh, crossed the start finish line first, but then got dq would um, which was a whole another thing. But that's where they introduced the the addition of Kip Childress um, in, in his new role with the Cars Tour and having a chance to talk with with Kip um, here on the podcast and also um, every week at the racetrack, get mm-hmm. a chance to chat with him. Um, I'm really excited about what he brings sure. um, to the series, being that he has been a race director, right? He's, he's worked in NASCAR. He's done all these different things, and I think that if the ownership group gives him the opportunity to do the things that he can do, I think that it's it's a, a huge benefit to the series. So, uh, and and again, we've had these conversations. You've interviewed people.
5: You've you've talked about it on the podcast throughout the season. How concerned are you about pricing uh, and and how it's how expensive it's going to get, or it is? I mean, it's already expensive, but we're seeing. Uh, just more and more money being pushed in yeah. uh, to this series, uh, and we've got a lot of you know race teams out there. They're going to struggle to make
1: the numbers. Yeah, I think the the biggest thing, and I, again, like you mentioned earlier, you know, I do have great rapport and great relationships with a lot of these team owners and these drivers and and sponsors, and I've had these conversations with you know teams and and drivers and um and sponsors and. Um, you know, we were in this transition period and um, the silly season's already started, which I think is, is it's funny that we say there is a silly season in late model stock car. That was unheard of, you know, and I think that's a product of the cars tour, right? And it, the, the popularity and all the eyeballs that are on that. We're in a situation now where, you know, Dale Earnhardt Jr., who obviously is a one of the series owners, he, he owns um, a late model program. He's owned a late model program for years. That's where Josh Berry came from. Josh Berry will be driving the number four for Stuart Haas next year and run for Rookie of the Year in the Cup Series. So it's a testament to, to his commitment to late model and short track racing. Um, he's getting ready to wrap up potentially uh, back-to-back championships on the late model stock car side with Carson Quapel. Um, he's won championship with Josh Berry, um, but he's got a full time car in the series. Kevin Harvick's going to have one, maybe two full time cars in the series next year. Um, Trackhouse uh, and, and those guys, um, with Marks being a, an, a partial owner, Trackhouse is already uh, Shane Van Gisbergen, the guy, the road, the road course ringer that won the Chicago Road Course race when his press release came out from track house, as far as his plans, they specifically said that he is going to be running cars tour races as part of his development program next year. So track house is now going to have a team. So while that's great. And while I think it's exciting, um, it's, it's just a continued trickle down effect of the technology mm-hmm. and the money that goes behind, you know, cup level cars, Xfinity level cars, truck level cars, um, it's going to make it really hard for the Deke McCaskill's to com- to compete with that because they don't have the same resources. They don't have the same amount of financial backing to have that 10th of a second edge, which in the cars tour is absolutely enormous. You know, a 10th of a second determines between sitting on the pole and starting 16th. That's how competitive this is, which when we had Deke on a couple weeks ago, <clears throat> after one we at South Boston, you could tell in his voice how important that, that he said, this is probably the biggest one of my career because of what we had to go up against to get that. Yeah. You know? Um, so it's a little concerning. Um, you know, the Cameron Bowlings, who was a family run team, like, you know, he got messed up. He got, he got up into someone else's mess at, at Tri County and didn't know if he was going to make it at, to, or to, to Carraway this weekend. But they rallied the troops and got everything together. But like, I don't know that someone like a Cameron Bolin can do that. Dylan Wilson, again, a, a a great personality, someone that I've loved having on the series and on the tour all year long, but he got into a situation uh, where he wrong place, wrong time at Langley destroyed a race car. And then basically was, you know, competing with a 15 year old race car for the next three to four races while they were putting that one back together. Like that's what concerns me is that it's gotten to a level where it's not just late model stock car racing. It is the premier division of late model stock car. And I think it is a true stepping stone now to where you can run a cars tour Mm -hmm. series, be competitive and that give you the opportunity uh, to run an Xfinity lane. Riggs is a perfect example. Um, Lane has run the cars tour religiously for the last five years did something different, ran for a national championship a year ago, was able to to win that over Peyton Sellers. And then it kind of springboarded him into the opportunity to drive for Kevin Harvick mm. in the late model. And now he's drive he's got an opportunity uh in the Xfinity um to to drive for some some high marker team. So, you know, I, I think it's a great stepping stone, but again, like, is it is it is it really late model the the true Grassroots late model stock car racing that we all have remembered for the last 25, 30 years. So if you had to give this year, this season,
5: and it's uh it's a, I mean, it's a historic season for the cars tour with everything, with all the changes that have happened. If you had to give the season a grade, would you go out and give it a grade or would you give it an incomplete, uh, almost like a wait and see?
1: Um. I mean, I think the first year, I think they did everything that they needed to do. Um, they, they, they made some changes. They made some pretty drastic changes. Um, you go from a, a streaming partner in Pit Row TV that has basically been the streaming partner from day one, um, and, and all the knowledge and all the um, expertise that a Tony Stevens brought to the table. Um, that's hard to replace, especially with um, a new streaming partner. Um, Someone that's not as familiar with the series and what helped grow that series. I think Flo's done um, a pretty good job um, in year one with the Cars Tour. I know that those guys, um, I know that their executive folks were at Tri-County. I know that they're working diligently to make the broadcast better. Um, And I think in anything you do, whether it's business or, or, you know, leisure activity, you want to be the best that you can be. And, and I know that flow is, is trying to do things to improve. Um, but again, um, that was a, that was kind of an 11th hour deal. Like we didn't know who was streaming cars tour until like less than a month before we got to Southern national. So that probably had a little bit to do with it in my opinion. Um, I think that uh, Blake and Eric have done a phenomenal job, um, in year one, um, you know, they, they're they speak very well. Um, they're very knowledgeable about the drivers. Those guys go down there and um, you know, they're trying to get the skinny, mm-hmm. you know, so that that makes the broadcast doing better. Their homework, yeah. yeah, they're doing their homework. Um I think that, that flow has um I mean there's been a couple of hiccups, um, but we all have hiccups, you know. Um so I think that that was obviously a big thing that was different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think the the other thing that um that, that kind of sticks out to me is especially wilkes you know, you had Harvick and Junior, uh, Daniel Suarez, uh, Chase Briscoe. You had like uh, uh, the melon man, Trice uh, Chastain. You had, you know, Sick and Brad Kozlowski. You had like six to eight cup drivers running in this late model race. You know, Kyle Larson jumping in at, at Caraway. you know. Um, and I think you'll see more of that next year. Um, And I don't know, I think it's good for, Mm. I think it's good for eyeballs. I think it's good for ticket sales. But the thing that I like the most about it, Morgan, is that it really shows you how good the race car drivers are in the Cars Tour Series. When Kyle Larson, who is a cup champion, is in the best equipment that he can be in, in junior motorsports equipment, and struggles to finish top ten against these late model guys. That's that's what's impressive to mm. me is that I think that our drivers that have been in this series for so long, the Bobby McCarty's, mm. um, the Mason, even Mason Diaz. Like Mason's had a phenomenal year this year, got his first Cars Tour win, uh, but he's he's been a competitor for years. You know, um, you know Justin Carroll, Jacob Hefner. Um, those guys, man, like the Deke McCaskill's, the Jared Fryers, mm-hmm. um, you know, those guys, they do their homework and they're really good. And a lot of these guys will never get the opportunity to take the next step to an Xfinity car or a cup car, because unfortunately, it you got to bring a big check with you. You got to bring big sponsors with you. That's where um, and it's not really to me, it's not a car's tour problem. It's, it's, a, it's a big racing problem because if, if your mom or dad can bring a big checkbook, you can go as high as you want. And I just don't feel like that it's – I feel like your step, your climb up the ladder is not based on performance anymore. It's based on how deep your pocketbooks are. And honestly, unfortunately, I think you see some of that in the Cars Tour now because I think you've got some, some younger drivers that probably aren't ready – Mm. that are getting opportunities because they do have money.
5: So I, I want to ask you this. Be, this will be the last question, and I don't want to go negative. I want to go positive. Yeah. So what, what do you feel like – what's the biggest moment of the season? I mean, I, I, I would think Wilkesboro, just because of the history and because of the eyeballs, uh, it might be before the racing even starts when they announce a new ownership group. But uh, what do you feel like the biggest moment of the season has been
1: to this point? Um, I'll I'll answer that twofold. Um, I think for the series, um the two the two highlights for me, um, obviously Wilkesburn, just because of the amount of eyeballs, the fanfare, uh the fact that the um you had two really good races on the pro and the late model side and then the ASA the star super late models actually were there. They got rained out the night before. So we actually had three races on that Wednesday night. Um and had Chase Elliott in that race. So like that whole it it honestly didn't feel like a cars tour race. It felt like a cup race. You know, and you were there. The mm-hmm. fanfare, everything going on, the hospitality, the amount of people. Um that was obviously a big moment, um, I think for the series. Um I think it was I think it was a very um it was a big moment for me, um, looking at the series when the leader when the ownership group announced at Caraway that Kip Childress was going to be taking this new role. That was kind of the first big move that the series made as far as what direction they wanted to go in. Um, and then the the other the other weekend that really stands out to me is the Old North State Nationals at Tri County uh, that Landon Huffman was able to. Um, when um, and that was again that that race always has a lot of um, intricate parts. You know, people running out of gas. You um, and I look at that weekend, um, and we had Landon on to talk about that. Um, that weekend was special for a lot of reasons, not just for the series, but for him and for Nelson Motorsports. Um, I feel like that was an opportunity for Landon to really showcase how talented he is um, because we all know Barry Nelson and Nelson Motorsports has been one of the the heavy hitters in the Cars Tour for a long time, uh, won three championships with Bobby McCarty. Um, they did not come out of the gate very fast at all to start the season. Um, they struggled mightily, um, and, and that that was kind of a an effect that we saw in 2022 where they had Bobby McCarty and Caden Honeycut. And two of the best drivers in, in the series. And to win one race between the two of them uh, in 2022, they came out of the gate, they missed the race at Hickory, um, and then made a driver change. And I think that um, when it's all said and done, um, Landon Huffman did a, 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 he was a big reason um, that Nelson Motorsports had kind of he helped them get off the mat. And and get back to being relevant. Um, no, granted, it's not just all Landon. Um, you know their their team rallied around him and and made it happen. But but I think that was a signature moment that hey, Nelson Motorsports is back. And then to, for him to finish second at Martinsville, Trevor War was a big deal too. Uh, for me, probably the coolest moment. Um, and then to get wrapped up, I think the coolest thing for me. Um, we've had a, a lot of cool cool guests and and done a, bit of a lot of cool stuff, but. The opportunity to go down to Dirty Mo uh, at the beginning of the year and, was and sit down with with Junior and reveal the Tour and twelve in his studio, um, f- just to get his insight on the drivers and the teams and, and his expectations. That was a really that was a really cool deal for me um, to be able to be able to sit down beside him and 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 talk cars tour. That was yeah. a big deal. Um really grateful for what he and Kevin and, and Jeff and um and Marks have done um in year 1. Excited about the potential of the cars tour and um and hopefully um hopefully it'll continue to trend in the right direction. Um those guys are smart. They've they've done this for a long time. Uh, I think my biggest um hope is that um they all have great ideas. Mm. Um But just I think the biggest thing that I would like to see them do better is is mesh those all together and not just where I have this idea and he has this idea. Like I think the collaboration, the communication is probably a thing that and that's in any business, right? When you've got, you know, alpha males in all these areas that feel like that's their way. Um, I feel like if they can communicate and they can get on the same page on, on some small things, not mm-hmm. the big things, the small things, I think it makes the transition even smoother. Well, well said. Well
5: said. And a, and a great season. I know we're going to do some reveals coming up later, but yeah. uh,
1: hard to believe we're at the end of Season 3, but nice job. I appreciate it, man. And I can't thank you and, and Dave Perkins enough for what you guys do to, to make us sound good each and every week. I uh, would also be very remiss not to thank um, – You know, Ron Patterson, Trey Thacker, Donnie Pereer over at Pereer Tank Lines for all that they've done, um, this year. Roger Johnson at Performance Center Racing Warehouse. Roger's been, um, me and him talk quite a bit, um, you know, off the record about things going on in the series. And, um, and he's really proud of, of being affiliated with us. And and that makes me feel really good about what we're doing as far as putting out a good product. Um, Dylan Meredith at Volt Battery Technologies, um, he started that venture, um, wanted to do some advertising. I said, well, Hey man, I said, this is a good way to do it. And. got a chance to talk with him at tri county and and his business is booming and and i I really love hearing things like that um and then adam Zirkel at geocut um he does the race trace um on the weekends at the racetrack but he also does some the, the geocut stuff that he does he's fabricating you know chassis parts he's doing he actually does stuff for my graphic solution side as far as some some powder coating and things like that so Um, but you know, without those guys, um, this isn't possible. So, uh, really grateful for, for the partnerships and the friendships that I've been able to build with those guys over the years. And then, you know, I'd be remiss to not thank, you know, Kurt and Lynette Ipoc from Solid Rock Carriers, you know, they were our title sponsor for the first two years. They're still, um, at the racetrack and still really good friends, um, PJ Brown at BST. He was a sponsor for a couple of years. Still talk to PJ quite often. Um, but if it's not for you know those people that helped us early on, then we don't get to year three. So um, excited about the opportunity, um, and uh, hopefully um, we can kick off uh, year four here in uh, in late February, early March when the season takes off. But again, thank you for all you do, and and, and excited about uh, getting to Caraway this weekend and seeing seeing how this season wraps up. Guys, thank you so much uh, for for listening. Uh, 29 episodes here in 2023, uh, and, and wouldn't be possible without you, the fans. Thank you guys for uh, listening, checking us out each and every week. Uh, we hope to see you at Caraway on Saturday afternoon at 1 o'clock when Brandon will raised the green flag on the 21st annual North-South Shootout. That's the checkered flag on this edition of the Stickered Up Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Dunn.
3: Be sure to share this podcast. New episodes of
4: Stickered Up will be available wherever you download your podcasts.